Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. I'm delighted to have Damien Albinson, Senior Consultant with PMI, in the Uncommon Sense studio with me today. Thanks for joining me today, Damien. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We're going to talk about knowing your internal customer today. And I was curious about what had made you want to talk about this. I wanted to talk about this topic because I think all too often we hear this word customer and we automatically think about the obvious customer of our business, of our wherever we work. And of course, that's important. That's really important. Most, well, in fact, all business improvement really is geared around doing a better job for them. So it's an obvious assumption to make. But in reality, I think when most people are working on their businesses or they're working on projects, either in the everyday or Kaizen events or grieve out projects, these kind of interventions, they're often not necessarily going to be trying to directly serve this, what we would call the final external customer. Quite rare, in fact. And most of the time, what I find is what people need to identify and think about is this, what we call the internal customer. So I thought it's worth probably talking about. Great. So let's start off by talking about, so who is the internal customer? Are there lots of them? Is it just one? Could you explain a bit more about that? Yeah, so there can be several. And I often use an analogy to help us think about this. So, and it's a, a simple one of if you're going out for a drink, maybe to a bar or a pub or something like that, you know, who would you intuitively say is the customer and who's the supplier in that situation? Now, most people would say, well, I am, as the person going out for this drink, I'm the customer, of course, the, the bar or the restaurant, whatever, they're the supplier. That would seem very intuitive. But it's only when we break the transaction down into steps uh, or process steps, we begin to recognize actually that it's not quite straightforward anymore. So when you first walk in there and order a drink, let's say, especially maybe if it's a noisy atmosphere, it's a noisy place. At that moment, you are the supplier and the bar person is the customer. And that means there will exist what we call requirements about what makes that transaction successful or unsuccessful. So if I don't talk loud enough or I mutter my words or something, that could spoil the transaction. Right, The bar person's not going to be able to get me the right drink. And then, of course, they go and fetch the drink, assuming that we've made that order. They present it on the bar and now they're the supplier. I'm the customer. That means there are some requirements there. I might say, I'm sorry, that doesn't look full or it's the wrong color or it smells weird or glass is dirty, all of these things that might make us reject. And then in the UK, at least, and this differs in different countries, they normally want paying before we disappear off to our seats with this drink. So, and now you're the supplier again, they're the customer. And again, there's some requirements there. They might say, we don't accept certain card payments. Maybe we don't take electronic payments. It's only cash. Even if it's cash, they might only accept certain notes and denominations. So even though we started with this, well, it's obvious I'm the customer there, the supplier. Actually, when we break it down, it, we find these roles 
switch. So when we're thinking about internal customers, a great technique for identifying them from the process perspective is something like an integrated flowchart where we map out not just what the steps are that make this process up end to end, but also who is responsible for doing each step. And you get this really nice visual view of wherever the arrows cross these, what we call swim lanes, these, these columns, that's probably an internal customer supplier handoff. And this is usually where these requirements I've talked about are rarely explored or expressed. We make assumptions about, because it's just our colleague or our, you know, the next team on from us, we might even all sit in the same office. And we never have these conversations about, you know, if we treated them like we would an external customer, where we might want to explore more about, you know, what do they really need from my part of the process? You know, what are their requirements? And I would guarantee every single opportunity to have those conversations, you will discover something that you didn't know. It could be something very trivial, but often it's something quite remarkable. And then people often wonder, why didn't we know this beforehand? It comes back to the fact that we didn't recognize each other as supply customer, and therefore we don't have these conversations in sort of our everyday doings. It's a real fascinating thing. So let's imagine we've created our flowchart, as you said, an integrated flowchart. We can see that there are handoffs to other people, potentially in other departments, groups, etc., within the company. At that point, we need to start talking about now, I know that you're here and I know who you are, so what do you need? And, and any advice around gathering those requirements? We always recommend, particularly with these internal customers, that it's uh, have a face-to-face -face, you know, or a virtual you know, video. Because if you really, truly try to explore and build this perspective of value, as we call it, you don't really know what they're going to say. And so the benefit of having these open conversations is that as much as you can prepare and have some ready-made questions, which is a good idea, you can allow the conversation to flow any which way the customer chooses to take it. So you can explore things in more depth and you can clarify things. And so that's probably one of the better techniques as opposed to something very rigid, like a questionnaire that we just send them pick yes or no on some questions, which can be quite limited. And this applies just as well, in fact, to the external customer too. Another really clever way of getting a better understanding of their requirements is to either go and observe how do they actually use what we send on to them. They might tell us there's not a problem. And actually, when we watch how they use what we give them, we realize they're having to do all kinds of cartwheels and somersaults just to get their work done. Right? And sometimes we might be able to alleviate that for them. Even better for internal customers is go and be the customer for a day. You know, go and actually work in that department or team and have that first-hand experience to receive whatever your department sends onto them. And you might spot all sorts of things that could be opportunities. So that's a, I think that's a great option to consider. So if you're running a project, let's say, an improvement project, would you also recommend having some of these internal customers be part of that project team? Absolutely. Yeah, we do say in a lot of our guidance about encouraging multifunctional teams. And the whole idea behind this is we, we want to encourage this, which is a much broader thing, something called systems thinking. So recognizing these interactions that exist. Because if you think about it on the broader sense, you know, we have a business which is comprised of a series of processes, which means we've got groups of people that are pigeonholed into these different functional areas 
and somehow all of that's got to coordinate itself to deliver something ultimately to a probably an external customer. So working alongside one another across these invisible boundaries that don't really exist in reality is a great way to really get under the skin of that. And I've worked with so many teams where we've gotten as far as just doing the integrated flowchart map and these conversations just start to come out naturally. People are going, oh my God, look, crikey, no wonder you have trouble down there because we do something now that we realize upsets what you do uh, with it. You know, we just didn't have those conversations. Okay, so in summary, create your flowchart, identify your internal customer, work with them to understand their requirements, even better, go and be them for a day and see what it feels like to sit on the other side of your own process, as it were. And then if you can, involve them in the ultimate improvement that you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. I think you couldn't go too far wrong by doing just that. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Damien. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs and infographics and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organisation. We'd really love to hear from you.